Blog Talk Radio. The True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yahweh Radio. Worldwide International Radio Broadcast, Yahweh Radio is now on the air. 
I'll be your hope. By name, your fear. Israel of sea warriors. We're doing a series called Revealing the Number of the B666, the Son of Edition, part number 106. But remember one thing about these lessons that we teach to be spirit led from the Almighty. Old letter man, Y-H-W-H. And remember one thing, Steve Royer, we come on this broadcast six nights a week to do one thing, to unlock your mind and bring back things that have been here from you since the foundation of the world. Like, for example, the true meaning of December 25th. The true meaning of December 25th is when you lost your land in the land of Judah, what they call Jerusalem. You lost your land in 145 B.C. You lost the land to the descendants of Esau and his five sons and the nations that gathered together with him. And you held down the land of Judah for three years to 148 B.C. Then the Almighty sent in your hand for you to overthrow Esau and his five sons and take them out of your temple and out of your land. They come up with a celebration for eight days on December 25th, the same day that you lost it three years prior to that. And that's the same thing all the mighty song was coming to worship that day, to honor that day, really, when you read. St. John chapter 10, verse 22 and 23. So he came to honor that day of you getting a victory in over Esau and his five sons. So when you're getting ready to celebrate all the, the December 25th, if you are bloodline Israelite, you need to know the truth. But you got to understand you are bloodline Israelite, but your identity have, have been hijacked from you. Identity theft had been placed on you, prophesied to happen. We're going to take it all that, all the how they use words to trap you up and, and have you thinking one thing going on and something else going on. So, but we come on this broadcast six nights a week to unlock your mind on the true understanding of the Bible. And once you're able to do that, that's when you're going to see this children of Israel, the 12 tribes are scattered, and that's why it's so important to get in where you fit in on, on getting the land, buying the land, buying all the property around the temple, north, east, south, west, so we can build a school. we got to be able to reach our youth before the school system mess them up in Christianity. Islam and Judaism. And we're gonna break all that down to you, plainly. But help us help you. The six anointed camps got a mission to do, and that's to do one thing. Build a school, grow our own food, purchase our own land, put a banquet hall and a radio station. For 
those that come into the ministry and bring their youngest to understand that we got to reach them quick now because they in bad shape in the brain. So, but we're going to break, we're going to unlock all that down. All you got to do is make sure you got a pen and pad in the book. And remember in 2nd Ezra 1434, whatever, whatever you ever learned, put it to the side for a minute. Come with a clear understanding. We know you're smart. You learn from a lot of big universities. But just get old Cyril some time in Jeremiah 2.16, I mean Daniel 2.16, and we're going to unlock this Bible for you. It's up to you to make a Bible decision. Don't make a fear decision or the six and on the camp. Make it a Bible decision after you hear the evidence of the Bible concerning you. You got that? Good. All right, we're going to see who coming on stage for take number 106. And we see one of the young lions on stage. And we're going to bring that up and coming teacher out of camp one called Brother Titus Israel. And see if he's ready to hold that microphone and, and do some one take number one on six. Particularly meet and greet of some brother Titus Israel. So when you meet brother Titus Israel, what about our boys? You say, brother Titus Israel, one of the up and coming teachers out of Camp One, one of them young lions that really roar some. Yaqua bless you there, see you right. Yaqua bless you there. See ya, Israel, of Seed Royal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, there, young lion, where you sound like you are up to snow and ready to go. And that's a great thing. And we also have Sister Judith on the network. She's coming on stage. See, I'm going to holler that microphone, too. Let's, let's see if Sister Judith will holler that microphone. See, we meet and greet Sister Judith. And she is she ready to hold that microphone too? One of the daughters out of Camp One. Who's Judith? Tribe of Yah God Judah. Yahweh bless you, that Sea Royal. Yahweh bless you, Sierra Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Excellent. All right, so we got the stage set to holler that microphone on tape one on six, and we're gonna unlock the mysteries of the Bible. And show you exactly how to catch those have manipulated the book from you. But we're going to show you after we get all the help that we need. If our spirit right, and only way you know your spirit right, you got to look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 19, that young line. Then jump right over to Luke 12, 12. So if, your spirit, if your spirit ain't right, the right spirit is not going to set with you. You got iron in your head, it's going to get away from you. So we'll find out by dropping Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 on the table. But us say that young line, brother Titus, come on. The book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 19 reads, And when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you should speak, but it should be given you in that same hour what you should speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slide over to Luke 12, 12. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, But the righteous spirit shall teach you at the same hour 
what you ought to say. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will do the teaching. And that's one of the greatest mysteries on teaching. That's why you got to make sure you clear how to take a deep breath and lose all of the bumpy gum content. And when they come up on the air, you ain't supposed to have your scriptures ready for them and show them, well, if we're going to go by the Bible, the Bible says this one thing, here go the breakdown to it. Then you better find out who with you or who not, or uh, is that going on traditions of men, or is that going on um, the Bible? You know, you got some good in Christianity, Judaism, and Islam that want to do right. Really believe they're doing right. And that's why we got to meet with the humble spirit to show them, I, I know you means well. You got a high position in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. But let the evidence unfold, and let's see exactly how you've been taught right. Can you examine? Can you can you uh, test your truth otherwise? Because we know something happened, young line, in on the foundation of the world when Adam and Eve was in the garden in the book of Adam and Eve. We know something happened, and it was a conversation between Satan the devil. And Adam and Eve. And Sister Judas have me in time prophecy, Revelation twelve, verse seven and eight, waiting on me. So now in the book of Adam and Eve, young line, fifty seven, can you uh, take your time, take a deep breath, and holler that microphone with some audio for to understand that Something happened in the garden when Satan eyeballed the eyeball with Adam and Eve. And he, he made a lot of statements in the 57 chapter 1 through 11. And what did they say? Come on. Remember the first book of Adam and Eve, chapter 57, verse 1 to 11. First book of Adam and Eve, chapter 57, verse 1 reads. But when Adam came out and saw his hideous figure, he was afraid of him and said to him, Who are you? Verse 2 reads, Then Satan answered and said to him, It is I who hid myself within the serpent, and who talked to Eve and beguiled her until she hearkened to my command. I am he who sent her through the wilds of my speech to deceive you and to you and she of the fruit of the tree, and you came away from under the command of Yahweh. Verse 3 reads, But when Adam heard these words from him, he said to him, Can you make me a garden as Yahweh made for me? Or can you clothe me in the same bright nature in which Yahweh had clothed me? Verse 4 reads, Where is this? Where is the divine nature? You did promise to give me. Where's that first speech of yours? You did hold with us at first. We were in the garden. Verse 5. Then Satan said to Adam, Figures you that what I have spoken to one about anything, I should ever bring it to him or fulfill my word. Not so, for I myself had never even thought of obtaining what I asked. 
Verse 6, wherefore did I fall? And did I make you fall by death, for which I myself fell? And which you also, whosoever accepts my counsel, falls thereby. Verse 7, but I will enter by reason of your fall. You are under my roof, and I am king over you, because you have hearkened to me, and I sinned against your Yahweh. Neither would there be any deliverance from my hand to the day promised you by your Yahweh. Verse 8, again he said, Inasmuch as we do not know that they agreed upon you by your Yahweh, nor the hour in which you should be delivered, or that reason when we multiply war and murder upon you and your seed after you. Verse 9, this is our will and our good pleasure that we may not leave one of the sons of man to inherit our order in heaven. Verse 10, for as to our bone, O Adam, it is in the burning fire. We will not cease our evil doing. No, not one day, nor one hour. And I, O Adam, shall so fire upon you when you came into the cave to dwell there. Verse 11, when Adam heard these words, he wept and mourned and said to Eve, Hear that he said that we would not fulfill all of what he told you in the garden. Did he mm-hmm. really then became king over us? Mm-hmm. He really became king over us, and verse 10 is men. It's men. So men. He's, he's saying that he's going to take care of the business. He's going to take care of all the business on deceiving you. He said he's not going to stop doing it. Every opportunity he gives, he's going to deceive you. And whatever your weakness is, that's what he's going to deceive you on. So remember, uh, I need to get a precept on that. So how is Satan operating right now? I need a precept on that, young man. Let's go to First Peter chapter five. Let's let's get a precept on that. So we have to be clear that Satan is live and well, and he got his evil angels is helping him, and they work in the children of. Disobedience. Matter of fact, and matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter two, before you read that, young man, and that's pretty good. He works in the children of disobedience. Let's read that. Let's read how he operates. So now, you know, to how you to know how he operates. See, that's the key. It's like running a machine on something. If you know how the machine works, how it operates, then you know what to look for. See, but if that machine is running real nice and stuff like that, you got to know what to look for. See, he works in the children of disobedience. And let's let's read that in the book of Ephesians uh, 2 1. Let's read till we get that point right there. Then we get what, what we said. Because remember one thing Satan operates in the children of disobedience. That's what he operates to. Ephesians 2, 1, 3, a little bit, or young line 3, a little bit, come on. The book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 1. Book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 1. And you had, and you had these quicken who are dead in trespass and sin. Verse 2 reads, 
very time past, you walk according to the court of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now working in the children of disobedience. You see that? So in time past, so he was telling the Ephesians that in time past, you walk according to the course of this world. And the course of this world is Satan the devil. And Satan's going to do everything he can to keep you being disobedient from his laws, statutes, and commandments. So he'll get into your loved ones and tell you, you ain't got to keep no more laws, statutes, and commandments because it's done away with. And then you will follow your pastor. And, but once the truth comes, once we examine this thing real carefully through the page of, we'll give your pastor the benefit of doubt. But let's, but would you have an open mind to investigate if I could do on any evidence? Remember what a judge can before you in a court of law, they want to hear the evidence. They want to investigate the evidence to see if it's what going to court or not since both sides got the evidence. Now, is this your case? So just the same thing you have to do. Don't shut down until you hear the six months count present their case on how Satan operates and who he operates in. Just find out. He operates in his children of disobedience. Disobedience from what? From his laws, statutes, and commands. Remember what Satan just said to Adam? Adam, when you broke the laws, statutes, and commandments of your mighty one, then I become king over you. So you got it? Y'all you got the picture? So in First Peter 5 there, y'all mind? Now, Peter going to address that conversation in First Peter five, and we're going to see how he, what he says in that conversation. First Peter chapter five, pick it up, pick it up around by verse five. Let's read down till we get our point. Let's read down to about till we get our point. First Peter chapter five, verse five. Take a deep breath, that young line, then take off. Come on. The book of First Peter, chief speaker of the nation of Israel. First Peter, chapter 5, verse 5, read. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For y'all far resisted the pride, and give it mercy to the humble. Verse 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of Yahweh, that you may exalt you in, in due time. Verse 7, cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, Satan the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about seeking. Whom he made the vow. Excellent. Right there. Right there. So we, we see 
speak plainly, living up to his promise he told Adam. And the chief speaker of the nation of Israel, Peter, informed him that Satan is still doing his job. Jadaki done his job in the season, even in the garden. Did he got to, did Adam got to see through Eve? You see, so that's how he got to see through her, and then that would cause his fall. So, but, he, but since he's responsible for Eve, everything fell on him. That's why we die in the day. See, so famous doing his job. Now we want to find out how is he operating today. He works in the children of disobedience. Whatever he can entice you with, that's what Satan will work with you on. Whatever you love the most that's contrary to the Bible, then that's what he'll work with you on. You might love whatever. Is that what you love the most? That's where your greatest test will come from. So you got to take Now, so you're clear, Satan's doing his job. Now, in the book of Revelation, uh, Sister Judas, you look at the 12th chapter, and this is end-time prophecy, but read verse uh, 1, verse 3, so Judas just gets warmed up. Let's read 1, verse 3, just to get warmed up. Then we're going to read 12, 7 down to verse 9. So Sister Judas, Revelation 1, verse 3, what does it say? Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 and 3, 7 to 9. Verse 1 reads, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman well, hold called... On, hold on, hold on, hold on, answer, Judas. Let's go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Let's get that out the way first. Let's go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Let's get that out the way before we go to the 12th chapter here. Let's go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, and they're going to tell us something that we need to hear. Revelation 1, verse 3. What does it say? <laughs> Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Verse 3 reads, Blessed is he that read it, and they that hear the words of the prophecy of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein for the time it is at hand. Mm-hmm. So what are you saying? He's saying you're blessed if you, this book right here, if you hear the word of the prophecy of this book, you've got a blessing. See, Listen to you, in your overseers, they're not telling you the Bible. And they're not precepting that Bible plainly. They're going to have you disembobulate. You're blessed when you research, understand this Bible. Your blessing comes when you understand the signs of the times that you're in today. Okay, good. Now, remember, this is inside part. Revelation is the book of John. It's on the Isle of Patmos. Locked up in the pit of The angel coming to him for him to write that he rallied. John put his pen down in 96 AD. The almighty story was told. It wasn't a It wasn't nothing that comes after when John put his pen down according to Revelation 1 17 through 19 and so on. The almighty story was told. That was it. So, just what John was told to write in one. In the 12th chapter now, seven down to verse 9. This was told by the angel for John to put in writing on these days today. 
Revelation 12, verses 7 through 9. Verse 7 reads, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his mental spirits fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. Verse 8 reads, And prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. Verse 9 reads, And the great dragon was cast out. The old serpent called the devil and Satan was deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Mm-hmm. So he was cast out to the earth with this evil angel that went along with his program. They were cast out with him. So all them down on earth as we see today. They hear the day and they work in the children of disobedience. Disobedience from what? The law, statutes, and commandments. And when you disobedience from the law, statutes, and commandments, then he becomes king over you. Because the average preacher would tell you, you ain't got to keep no law, statutes, and commandments anymore. That's done away with. There goes John telling you, no. When you don't keep the law, that's in the commandments, then Satan becomes king over you. So, in the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 4, and you have to see out of 15, verse 4, what it says in Romans, chapter 15, verse 4. 15, verse 4, in the book of Romans, what it says. In Romans chapter 15, verse 4 reads, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. You see that? So now, we find out this is Paul that was raised from the womb and letting you know whatever was written on aforetime it's not done away with. What is written a full time is for your learning. But see, we've been taught that we ain't got to worry about that no more because our Lord Jesus Christ has done away with everything. No, no, no. According to Paul in 15 verse 4, he said, no. Everything that's written a full time is for your learning. You got to always go back and check a full time again for the precept on it. And first Corinthians chapter ten verse eleven says, Judas, that's gonna preach up on that. So now he's gonna preach up on that because Paul now he over there with the Corinthians now. So now he's talking to them now. Let's see what he says in first Corinthians ten verse four. First Corinthians chapter ten verse four reads, And did all drink the same spiritual drink? Verse eleven. For the- Verse 11. Verse 11. 10, verse 11. Fresh curses, chapter 10, verse 11. Now, all these things. That's what I'm about. Hallelujah, Kwa. Hold on. Hold on. Take a deep breath. What you're going to get this talk about now. Remember one thing. We're on this broadcast to enlighten the mass of heart. Now, I quickly just crank up the story. Take a deep breath. Let those things get this talk out. 
And then one thing about it, we're here to enlighten the national audience over 900,000 strong. So we, we're in no big hurry. Just, just pop out a bus and fish. We want to make sure they get found along real captain. So look at First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, and deliver. Come on. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 reads, Now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition. admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. So, look what we're going to find out. Everything that's written is for example, and is our admonition. You know, you ask them, you ask them, those that got them bangers with it, and he, you know, do you got ammunition in that? So he gave it, yeah, I bet, I bet check and they still got some ammunition in there. I think I'm going to try to bust it out and bust this thing pretty good tonight, you know. So that's, so everything is written aforetime is not done away with. Just to put written for our ammunition is like load up your, your bangers. All that's written a full time is for your ammunition. But when you say the spot thing that unfold itself in grand time. Now, let me get a case in point. Now, you know, Ryan, I want to go to, I want to I want to look at what it says in the 19th chapter, verse 20 of St. John. I got to get a preach up out of that one. 19, 19th chapter. Book of John, beloved John, chapter 19, verse 20 read. This side of that red, this side of then red many of Yadah Judah for the place where Yahweh the son was crucified was near to the city. It was written in the Semitic tongue and Greek. And Latin. Uh-huh. So what do they call the Semitic tongue in that verse? So what do they call the Semitic tongue for the to edify the national? What do you what do you have to equate the Semitic tongue with what word? Verse twenty. John chapter nineteen, verse twenty. This side of dead read many of Yadah Judah. For the place where Yahweh the son was crucified was near to the city. It was written in Hebrew. It was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. And Hebrew is a fluent word for the message. In the word Hebrew, it is a polluted word for the Semitic. People go to Bible spoke a Semitic language. Now they call it Hebrew. So See, remember, we only seem to edify, to unlock, but you can be clear about what's going on. In the original Semitic language, there was no vowel. So up to the close of 96 AD, there was no vowel. So when the Eliezer yeah, being well. ruled in 1948, invented the new Hebrew, which was called a gumbo flavor to it. He mixed every language he can in that pot. Style points and everything. So then, then and there, you should know one thing. That that was the error, and that was the working of Satan itself. Because the original language had 
no violence. And that's the game changer right there. Now, once we understand this thing, the original Semitic language from the time of Adam, 4004, to the closing of the book in 96 AD, it wasn't no vowel form. It wasn't no A-E-I-O-U. All that was added in the 6th and the 9th century by the sinners of Esau. They brought that in with the work of Satan the devil. They brought them vowel forms in. To show you all, that's why we make statements today, but we going to show you that once you're able to read your book properly, then it's going to unlock some things for you to know what decisions to make according to the Bible. Now, I want to get a precept on that, young uh, line. But I'm struggling right now. I need a precept on these languages. Again, I need another precept on what this book was written in. And I'm going to take it to the book of maybe Mark or Luke. I want to make sure I get a second witness on what it, they say the language were at the time they walked the face of the earth. So I'm going to go over the book of Mark. I'm going to look at Mark first and see some people about seeing things in Mark. What was the language that was written in David? And I don't really see nothing in Mark that I can really work with. So I go back to Luke. So I keep over to Luke. See, you got to see if she's talking to me. I want to get a precept on that, on the language. At the time of when they walked the face of earth. Okay. In the book of Luke, that young line, in the 24th chapter, we'll make it a 23rd chapter. Luke 23, we want to look at verse 38. What we're going to do is kind of find again about the language at the time of Adam all the way to the closing of this manuscript. That's what we want to do. Let's see what it says in, in Luke 23, verse 38. What does it say in Luke 23, 38? Book of Luke, chapter 23, verse 38 read, And a superscription. Also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew, little word for Shemet. This is the king of Yadja Jews. Mm-hmm. So you see, it was a super scripture uh, written, written in, in the language in the letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew, little for Shemet. So you notice that? So then was the three basic language that was spoken in the time of Adam all the way to the closing of 96 AD. So now if you don't get none of that, I'll lesson, but hope you get plenty more. Now, so now, in the book, y'all line, uh, Deuteronomy 12, 32, it makes up a profound statement in the book of Deuteronomy, the of Moses. Uh, the 
Almighty Father, the Son, he was talking to Moses. He told Moses something that we need to read in the book called Deuteronomy 12, what did he tell Moses to tell the elders in 1232? What did he say there, y'all? The book of the fifth, the fifth book of the law, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 12, verse 32, read, What thing soever I command you, observe to do it. You should not add thereto, nor diminish from it. Mm-hmm. He said, Moses, you tell the male, the children of the book, get to the male and tell them, whatever I command you, Moses, you tell, let them know, don't add nothing to what I got on the table. You know, don't do it. You will tell them elders that. Make sure they understand one thing. I don't want them to add nothing because you want to catch a group of people with some things. How you catch them is when they violate the scripture by adding something to it. When you find the scriptures, you're supposed to work with Add nothing. You don't take none away. That's what you don't do. So now, oh, that's real nice. So now, what, what I want you to do, young man, I want you to take your telephone and let the national audience hear the origin of the word Jehovah. That's what I want you to say to your telephone. Say it nice and plain and take your time to the national audience. Ask your telephone. The origin of the word Jehovah. What is the origin of the word Jehovah? That's what I want to hear. What does it say there, young line? What is the origin of the word Jehovah? What is the origin? What is the origin? The mm-hmm. Let me type it in. It's not. It's not. Let me just type it in. What is the origin of the word Jehovah? It's the origin. Let me try. What is the origin of the word Jehovah? According to the Bible, Jehovah is a boy's name of Hebrew origin, meaning God. This name is a vocalization of the tetragrammaton, YHWH. These four letters are said to be the proper name of God in the Hebrew Bible in the Old Testament. The origin of the word Jehovah. According to Britannica, the name arose among Christians in the Middle Ages through the combination of the consonants YHWH, JHVH, with the vowels of Adonai, my Lord. Jews reading the scriptures allowed substituted Adonai for the sacred name, commonly called the Tetragrammaton. So now, we just find out that the word Jehovah, it is a false name for the true name of YHW. Now you see that? Now we just told the children of Israel, don't add nothing, don't take none away, I command you. 
Now, what spirit got into those that put this Jehovah in place of why Now, I got to hear it again. Y'all want to hear it again because it's very important to understand something. It's time now to all the falsehoods that have been presented to you. Now it's time for you to wake up and come out and come out that sleep. Matter of fact, uh, young lion, give me Romans chapter 13, verse 11 out of verse 14. Let's see what it says in Romans chapter 13, 11 down to verse 14. We're going to the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 11 to 14. The book of Romans, chapter 11. Romans, chapter 13, verse 11 to 14. The book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 11. Read. And that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believe. Verse 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Verse 13. Let us walk earnestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. Verse 14. But put you on Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, and make no, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul is telling the Romans, Romans chapter 13, verse 
can have all the intention of the world to teach on this point, but he said, no, you teach the way I tell you to teach. See? So we teach spirit-led in Yahweh. So you have to listen to the tape real carefully yourself, then put a label on it. So we're going to cover some things that can help you help others to come in contact with you. Now, they want you to put off the darkness. Put this darkness off now. Because the darkness works, works in children of disobedience. So who is this darkness, according to Scripture, they want you to put off? We're going to precept the Bible to the 26th chapter, verse 18, uh, young lines, and we're going to find out exactly who is the author of this darkness that he wants you to put off. We're going to read it, we're going to read it all together in red. Um, 26 chapter, verse 18 of the book of Acts. Take time there, young man. Take a deep breath and deliver the knockout blow for the national audience. Come on. The book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 18. Read. To open their eyes and to turn them from dark to light and from the power of Satan unto Yahweh that you may receive forgiveness of sin. And inheritance among them which are sanctified by the covenant that is in me. You see that? So now you only you only gonna get this forgiveness from this sin of darkness, and we find out now this sin of darkness is Satan himself manipulating the rules and the regulations of the Bible that was told the children of Israel. Children of Israel were told not to add or take away from this book. Because he made it plain, even at the end of the book, he, he told John, young lion, he told him at the end of the book, don't do it. So with, before John kept it down in 96 AD, the angel looked John eyeball to eyeball as his brother and told him, put this in writing, John. And the last book of the Bible in the 22nd chapter, young man, look what it says in verse 18 down to verse 21. This is the last verse in the Bible. Let's see what he says. The angel is telling John why he was in the penitentiary. He was in prison. To put this down in the book. This is the last day I want to say to you, John. Then I'm going to cut you loose. Now, in the 22nd chapter of Revelation, verse number 18 down to verse 21, listen to what he said. Come on. End time prophecy, the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 18 to 21. Revelation chapter 22, verse 18. For I testify to every man or woman that hears the word of the prophecy of this book. If any man to add unto these things, Yahweh should add unto him the plans that are written in this book. Verse 19. And if any man should take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, Yahweh should take away his part of the book of life, not of the righteous things, and from the things which are written in this book. Verse 20, he would testify these things, saying, Surely I come quickly. 
Hallelujah. Even so, come. Yaqua, Yaqua the Son. Verse 21. The mercy of our Yaqua, Yaqua the Son, be with you all. Hallelujah. Now, this was the angel talking to John in person. Tell him to put down what I tell you, John. If anybody take away anything that I got written, that I'm telling you now. And remember, the language that John understood and the angel was speaking to him was in the Semitic. Semitic, even today, have no vowels. Go on your computer and look up the Semitic 22 alphabet. There's no vowels there. So now, he said, don't do it. Do I'm going to get you when it's all said and done. So put it in right now, I'm going to get you. Now, listen to this right here that I'm going to get you. Now we go on. Uh, the origin of the word Jehovah. According to Britannica, the name arose among Christians in the Middle Ages through the combination of the consonants YHWH, JHVH, with the vowels of Adonai, my Lord. Jews reading the scriptures allow substituted Adonai for the sacred name, commonly called the Tetragrammaton. So you see what he did? So that's a violation. So that was a violation to those that added Jehovah to the special name of YHW. That was a straight violation. Now, only one we know in violation is Satan the devil. So Satan got into this Jehovah to put Jehovah in in place of YHW. That was Satan doing. Now, Satan got into somebody, and we want to find out who Satan got into. We go on and um, see who he got into. Who is the founder of Jehovah Witness? Let me see. Let me just help those young men. I'm going to find out. Who is the founder of Jehovah Witness? Let's see who can get out. The founder of Jehovah Witness is Charles Cap Russell. The founder of Jehovah Witness. So Charles Cap Russell is the founder of Jehovah's Witness. He is the founder in Pittsburgh. So Charles Cap Russell is the founder of Jehovah's Witness. Charles Cap Russell. He's the founder of Jehovah's Witness. In 1872, the founder in Pittsburgh. So definitely, so Charles Cap Russell is the founder of your witness. Why wasn't Charles Cap Russell the founder of YHWH witness? Why, why Jehovah? Jehovah is a cover, it's a false word for YHWH. So Jehovah is false. 
those that are in the religion called Jehovah Witnesses, do you know Charles Cab Russell is the founder of it? He had an opportunity to put the true name down, Y-A-W-H, he's the founder of Y-A-W-H of ministry, but he chose to go the way of Satan by adding Jehovah to the cover of Y-A-W-A. You know, when you cover up something, sooner or later, it's going to be revealed. So Jehovah is a cover-up word for Y-A-W-A. So those that's in the Jehovah Witness, do you understand that Charles Cap Russ covered up the true name Y-A-W-A? And all you got to do, go on your telephone. And look up the origin of the word Jehovah. And they'll tell you it's a cover up for YAWA, the true name of the mighty one, and the true name of his son. So, so that's one error again. But it made a it made a plain statement there, young line. And um, did you know he said I'm going to take away, if you do this, he says, Revelation, I'm going to get you for it, right? How did Charles Russell, Charles Taft Russell die? How did he die? In a train wreck. That's how he died. Charles Taft Russell, let me see, let's see the phone tells me that. The death of Charles Taft Russell, how did he die? Says Charles Taft Russell. How did he die? When did Charles Russell die? Let's see. You got here that he died in a train, a training clip. That's how Charles Taft Russell died. Train collision. That's right, he died. He died not to death. He died in a in a crash. That's when he died in a crash. See, one thing about this Bible, whatever still is gonna be revealed. Now Charles Cass Russell, the founder of the Jehovah Witness. But now we're gonna go in the Bible and see. What do the Bible say about Jehovah Witness? Or do they say the proper name, Yahweh Witness? Let's find out. See what we're going to do? We want you to examine these things because remember, once you understand these things and you violate the scriptures, once you understand the truth, it's up to you now. Let's find out. According to the Bible, who are the witnesses? According to the Bible. You know, everything is according to the Bible. Go to the fourth third chapter there, young man. We're going to the fourth third chapter. And um, Judas have me, Matthew 10, 28. You have that waiting on me. We'll be there in a little while. But we're going to find out some things on the way to find out some things. We go on to the 43rd chapter, and 
let Isaiah tell us some good stuff that we don't think we work some free stuff out with it too. We're going to Isaiah. There, young man. Get a deep breath and start at 43 and start reading until we get our point. Let's get get down after we hear a good reading verse. 43, verse 1 says what? Of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, this is chapter 43, verse 1 reads. But now, you know, son, said Yahweh, 43, verse 1 of Isaiah. What is it in your mind? But God said, chapter 43. There, uh, WCC. I'm getting a, uh, a delay. We kind of late, late in this, this presentation. That's why it's very important to understand something. We need to have our own. Our own radio station. Our own. Hallelujah. We have everything we need. So if you can contribute to anything, contribute to this ministry. For what? Land, school, banquet hall, radio station. Because this information needs to be understood that we got good Christians, good Islamic and Judaism. We got some good up in there. They believe they have the right intent. They really believe it. But they don't know the power of faith. Satan will get off into your legal and have them just go on cliche. Now, we found out that Charles Cab Ruffin had an opportunity to go to True Name. He didn't go to True Name. He moved the name Jehovah, that's a false name for YHW. He had an opportunity to make the right decision. See, you might be on table. He had the opportunity to make the right decision, but he, he, chose, but he chose not to do it. Uh, the origin of the word Jehovah. Talk again. The origin of the word Jehovah. You know what I say? Sir, you don't make your plan, your real plan. We ain't gonna talk no more. You got up on the spot. Okay, good. The origin of the word Jehovah is a cover for YHWA. So go on your phone now. Those that maybe might be slow, but you ask your phone. This smartphone. This. Just say, smartphone. What is the origin of the word Jehovah? And it'll tell you, it'll come back. It is a false for YHWA to four letters. You see that? It's just that plain. Look how much money we on this. Look how much time we on put to a false organization called Jehovah Witness. Founded by Charles Castle. Now, when you find out it's false, then what you do? You, you get mad at the field? You get mad at the, at the recorded history? It's false. It started in 1872, but we read in Revelation 1:17-19, John wrote to hear out. And on the name John knew was the four letters in Semitic YHW. How did he get to see Jehovah? By adding vowel points and everything else to it. Do you know what he got written? Hold that point there, young man. Do you know what, what, what the wisest man in the world wrote in Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6? Hey, uh, young man, brother, type. What did the 
somebody tell Solomon, the wise man who works, put it in the book. 30 verse 5 and 6. What do you say? Come on. The book of Proverbs, chapter 30, verse 5 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. Every word of Yahweh is pure. He is a shield to them that put their trust in him. Verse 6. Add you not unto his word, lest he reprove you, and you be found the liar. Charles Cass Russell has been found the liar in the whole organization of the Jehovah Witnesses that have been found a liar. Anytime they use the word called Jehovah Witnesses, is a lying word for the four-letter fly. It's a lying word. It just sounds all right. You're going to get mad or you just going to get smart enough to help yourself and somebody else come in contact with you. There goes your information. Remember, we go before the court of law. You got to put your case on. The jury and the judge going to be listening to your case. We just found out that Jehovah is false for the four-letter YHWH. Do you know what's written in your mind? Do you know what's written in Job chapter 14, verse 4, with a precept of 34, verse 4, Sarah? Do you know what's written in this book? This is Instacar's boy. This is, I don't care how it looks, but the almighty raised up Instacar's boy. Now, this is like the pushes in writing 14, verse 4 with the precept of the seer in 34 verse 4. Listen to what's in this Bible that we need to kind of examine, look at it, close it up, and see, then go back to it and see that anything changed. 14 verse 4, what it say there? Young lion, come on, Job. It's the cause, boy. The book of Job is here. Chapter 14, verse 4 reads, who could bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing? Not one. When the young lion read Deuteronomy 12, 32, Moses looked at Elders eyeball to eyeball and told the children of Israel, don't you add nothing which Yahweh has commanded you not to do it, you want to get you for it. So they was aware of this thing. Now, but Satan told Adam, I'm going to trick you as long as I can, then when you die, I'm going to get at your offering and trick them. So Satan picked the people called Charles Taft Ruff and tricked him to, don't go with the original name, go with Jehovah with Now Satan did that. He said he knew you couldn't add nothing to the word. So how you add? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Why do you add five points? I'm looking at the word real quick. Let me see. Let me see if it's the whole world. See it. Coming up like in the mind of the whole world. Now, remember, semantics have no vowels. So when we look at the word Jehovah, we know it's no J. The J comes from the I, and the I comes from the Y. We bring the Y out. 
the J come from the I, and then at the bottom is the Y, okay? So we know there's no vowels. There wasn't no A, E, I, O, U. So let's cross out the E. And we bring down the H. Y, H. We got Y, H. So we know in the original Semitic language there wasn't no O. We cross that out. And we know the word B is a modern-day word for the W. The word B is a modern-day language letter for the W. Cross out the B and bring down the W. Y-H-W so far. Then we know in the Semitic language it wasn't no A. Cross out the A. And then we bring down the A. And I-B. You mean... Y-H-W-H has been covered up by Jehovah. Exactly what the young lady said, and, and, and they left me a text saying, here, we got your point. We listen to you too. See that? So you see, remember this ministry is a worldwide ministry. And we, we, we come to help you understand it's time for you to come out that darkness upon the face. So you, if you're in a ministry called Jehovah Witness, it's a it's false or the covenant up of the true name by And who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing? Not one. I don't care how it looks. Okay, I mean, pebbles you, pebbles you pass out, which we're going to talk about that too. I don't care how you have them to talk nice and out of the old parents, the grandparents walk around and, and, and you know, horns together, you know, trying to make it. You try to show you a white uh, pamphlet with white man Jesus on his white babies, white everything. Well, we all found out in the brief part of this lesson that that is the roughest the found of it in 1842. Get an opportunity to go with the truth. He chose to go with the lie. False lie of the whole, which covers up the true name YHWH. You see? Now what is now what do we say is now young lines and Sarat by the field in 34 verse 4? What it says, and take the time and just take the time because remember, we trying to edify those that might want to do right. It's up to them to do right. Yeah, but how you do right? It's by making a decision according to the Bible. Don't make a decision according to anything but the, but the evidence. In a court of law, you could have all these motions going for you, but just to tell you plainly, we need to see the facts, the evidence. The jury only can make a decision on the facts and the evidence. That's up to you. So then we got written in 34 verse 4. Book of Sirach, chapter 34, verse 4 reads, Of an unclean thing, what can be clear? And from that thing which is false, what truth can come? Is there, what truth can come out of it? Jehovah is false. What truth can come out of false? You remember a long time ago, he was a guy named Thurman. He had some evidence on O.J. Simpson. But they asked him a question, 
have you ever used this certain word with him? He said, no. And asked another question. And they called him in a couple lies. So once he was called in the lies, that means whatever he come up with after that point is tainted. No good. You can't move the landmark or something and come up with something and you come with the evidence. You like a crime scene. Just tell you, don't touch nothing. Leave everything out of here. Don't move nothing until you get over there and see exactly what's going on in the crime scene. But since he was found to be a liar, everything he said was told by the judge to skip on the record. It's no good. So whatever Charles Russell have said and told you and the ministry of Jehovah's Witness is no good. Because they did, they changed the name. You see what it is? They, they changed the name. They covered up the name Y-H-W-H and put in the word called Jehovah. Bring it our point, bring it in modern day. These were to the W, straight on the cover up. If you're in a court of law, if you find out you've done a cover up, your case is sold out. So keep that in your mind. So we'll walk away from being associated with the whole witness. You ought to say, thank YHWH that I've been enlightened. That this was falsehood from the get go, although I might have put it in 20, 30 years in. But it's never too late to repent and now help yourself to help others. That's what I'm saying. So take 106. We'll put labels on the tape. Listen to what we're saying. And then validate it. Stack it. Crack it. And get it out there the way you like it. Don't you want to help yourself? Don't you want to help your loved one? If you see one of the mothers in the house drinking and a slipper, hang it. Do you act like you ignore it? Or you say, hey, hey mother, your slipper's hanging. What do you think you say? Thank you, baby, for telling me that you're going to slip Don't you know it's time for you to tell your people Russell that got killed in a crash accident? And keep one thing in your mind. Now, keep one thing in your mind now. Remember what the Bible says about anything. It's what I wonder, you know, that's what book of Deuteronomy 32. Let me show you something. If we want to show you some straight away from Yahweh, if we don't have nothing to do but take care of Yahweh's business, I won't mind if he give it to us. We just want to see what Yahweh say. Look what Yahweh says in the book of Deuteronomy. He says something that we need to know what he says. What he says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, you know, line, verse 39 through 42. Well, my fact, make it sound Take it down to verse 1, 43. Deuteronomy 32, 39, down to verse 43. Now, here's the point. The Almighty Son is the one talking to Moses. He's going to tell Moses about how he stands. And we will all read together how he stands. Let's see how he stands in 32nd chapter, verse 39, down to verse 43. Take a deep breath, that young lion, and deliver the knockout, bro. Come on. The book of the law, 
book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, verse 39 to 43. Deuteronomy, chapter 32, verse 39. See now that I am even. I am he. And there's no Yahweh with me. I kill, and I make a lie. I wound, and I heal. Neither is there any that could deliver out of my hand. Verse 40. For I lift up my head to heaven and say, I live forever. Verse 41. If I whip my glittering sword and my hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemy. I reward them that hate me. Verse 42. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword to devour flesh. And that with blood of the slain and of the captives from the beginning of re- revenge upon the enemy. Verse 43. Rejoice, O you nation, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to his adversaries and will be merciful to his land and to his people. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So you see, uh, read verse 39, get a young line, sit a big breath before you read 39. You see, you hear, you hear what he's saying, Joe Moses? You know, Moses, Moses, do you know the power that I have, Moses? He said, what's Moses, what's that? Verse 39, come on, young line. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 39. See now that I am even, I am he. And there is no Yahweh with me. I kill, and I make a lie. I wound, and I heal. Neither is there any that could deliver out of my hand. So what the seer did in Isaiah, he pulled that verse. So the seer in 700 B.C., he pulled a verse of Moses. In the book of Isaiah, he pulled it. See, you got to pull verses. So the seer... He didn't read on his own understanding. The old seer Isaiah, he pulled that verse in the 45th chapter. And let's see what he said that we can read in verse number 5 down to verse 7. I mean, this verse was full. Now, we just got to read what the Almighty Son told Moses. This is Moses. I can let, if you read the book of Adam and Eve, I let Adam die five or six times and got him back up. I can let you die and get you back up. That's the power I got, Moses. All you got to do is do me, and I can let you die and get you back up. That's my power I have, Moses, from the Father. That was his name. So the seer grabbed this information. He pulled it. That's just what this seer says in Isaiah 45, verse 5 out of verse 7. Take your time that young line, can we? trying to edify those who got to hear to hear on the power of our maker. We got to make a decision based upon the same decision. We got to do an opposite decision that Charles Cass Russell made. T-A-Z-E. We can't make the decision he made. He made the decision not to go to the true name. He went with a name called Jehovah. That name, as you, you were recording history, that name was invented in the 1500s. But in hell, no day on his head. He had opportunity to do the right thing, 
but he chose not to, and he went with the Jehovah with the I, because there wasn't no J until the middle of the 15, 16, 1700. So he had opportunity to go to 290. He chose not to do it. So everything come out of his mouth, and everything he got on tape is false. Because one lie can open up another lie. Okay? He had opportunity to do right. He chose not to do it. So he covered up the name. He went with the cover. Imagine if you come for crime and you thought you part of it. Huh? And we don't take care of a lot of that too. You part of it, you get just guilty of the rest of it. So if you part of, of somebody covering up and you know the rest of the thing, you cover up that. I didn't know you could cover that up. I've been a Jehovah Witness for over 20 some years. I didn't know that Charles Cap Russell, the founder in 1870. 72 founders, he cut up the true name, and you can't bring up clean out of some unclean. I don't care how it looks, I don't care how big these buildings we got going on, it's unclean according to the word of my name. So, now you got a decision to make. You got a decision to make. Either you'll go with the Bible or you'll go with the lie. That's up to you. I don't care what time you got in it. You made it plain in Psalm 95 and Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 down to verse 13 and 15. Today, when you hear his voice, harden not your head now. Don't harden your head when you hear the truth. You know, I'm getting called now all over the country right now. See? But here's the point I'm saying. Our job what I what I know according to this book. See, I believe in this Bible. And I also believe hey from Judas, I also believe what's written in Second Kings, chapter six, fifteen down verse seven. I also believe this too. Now, I believe what's written in Second Kings six, fifteen through seventeen. I believe it. If you just take your time and take a deep breath and look at Second Kings six, fifteen down verse seventeen and take your time and, and and raise your audio up just a little bit more and come on. And you repeat that, you was breaking up. Uh, give me Second Kings, chapter 6, 15 down to verse 17. Take a deep breath and raise your voice up a little bit for the national audience to hear just real plainly on what you're getting ready to read. Second Kings six, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. What is that? Second Kings chapter six, verses fifteen to seventeen. Verse fifteen reads, And when the servant and when the servant of the man of Yahweh was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. Compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Verse 16 reads, And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Verse 17 reads, 
and Isaiah prayed. Alicia, Alicia, Alicia. And Alicia prayed and said, Yahweh, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Yahweh opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Eli. Elisha. Elisha.
Right up that in 42 verse 8. This is what the sinner says after he heard that verse read in his head. In his head. And 700 B.C. Isaiah the seer had to, had to put something down in writing. What did he put down in writing that we can read in 42 verse 8? Y'all lying. What do you got in writing that we can read? The book of Isaiah the seer. Chapter 42. Verse 8, Isaiah 6, chapter 42, verse 8 reads, I am Yahweh, that is my name, and my honor, greatness would I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. He said, you can call me what you want to call me, but I ain't going to hear it. If you call me anything with the four letters, I'm not hearing it. He says, I'm not giving no honor. Do no other name but the four letters. So if you call him anything with the four letters, he's not not in it. He told Isaiah put that in right. He said they call me anything other than the four letters. I'm not in. But if they've been heard, they're not heard by him. So you know who else in the temporary business of hearing, taking the devil. He told you I'm not in it. So understand one thing. If you got any other name come out your mouth in the one, in the four letters, he's not hearing it, but somebody else is hearing it, and it's not him. So you know the other one is the one that got your mind in darkness. You see, you got a lot of good Christians, Islamic and Judaism, want to do right, but they thought they think they was doing right. You don't put your time in the organization just to think that there's something wrong with it. You really believe that. But see, Yahweh got a way at the full of the time to reveal things to you. It helps that you can make a definite according to the Bible. That's why we read in chapter 14 and 34. All that you got in your head, put your side for a minute. Let's go to evidence. We found out that Charles Tabb's brother had an opportunity to straighten up. He decided not to do it. He went with faith name, Jehovah. The opportunity to use a true name, Y-H-W-A. Now you do ask your, ask your phone, what's the true name of the creator? What's the origin of the word? What is the origin of the word Jehovah? They say, Y-H-W-A. <laughs> they say, Y-H-W-A. They don't tell us no more. Because right now, even, even Google is listening to the broadcast, too. They know those fear them. They, they own something big time. Because there's a lot of money in this thing. But we're not in this thing for no money neither to get out of salvation. That's why we got to need a school to help these youth coming up. Because we in bad shape. We're in bad shape in the mind. Because the old head is going to go with the flow and compromise. That's why you kept a lot of young ones. They're not in nothing. They just buckshot wild. But we got to show them that. Our parents have been taught wrong, but some are going to make a difference. So, okay, I see that's wrong. Something needs to make a difference. No, I got to step up and make a difference. I can't use that name Jehovah no more. Because that's a cut off of Y-A-W-A. And that isn't right. I know it's going to step on our toes. But we understand that. But it, it, it's plainly written in um, Matthew 10, 28. You know what Let's read a little bit. Let's read, let's read what it says in Matthew 10, 28. Let's read a little bit. I know we come back to Isaiah. But let's see what it says in Matthew 10, 28. 
28. Let's read a little bit so we get our point. Matthew 10, figure verse 28. Come on. The book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 28 reads. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. And fear not them which kill the body, for are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Verse 29. Matthew 10, 28. Hold on, young lad. Hold on, hold on. He's the witness. 
that holds up in a court of law, according to the Bible. You have an opportunity to do right. Hey, but you got the preachers going to be at the juvenile. Because remember, they live pretty good off of that Jehovah Witness and what they do. And you got a lot of your good people, a lot of them here to get intact, go from door to door. Don't you want to be a Jehovah Witness? But I wonder if they knew Jehovah is a cover for YHW. If you cover anything in, in a court of law and they find you covered out, you're guilty. And you can't make something clean that's unclean. Guilty. You're not the only person you come up with if you want to use the Bible, but if you want to use your feelings, and I guess you'll see around. Oh, he didn't know. Yeah, he did know. He didn't know. But we read in 26, nothing covered that would not be revealed. And now we're revealing that and we ain't through, we ain't through. Remember, we on every night of the week, but tomorrow, now we don't, we're not on tomorrow. The young lions on the hell talk, they on that tomorrow, and they'll go over got the questions and the comments on that, back on again on Wednesday, 6 o'clock. And we'll get some more of this. Remember one thing, you know, a lot of things coming up. The wrong day for worshiping the Almighty. You, you, you will take December 25th and turn into a Christmas and Merry Christmas Day. And it, and it was a deliverance day for you coming out of captivity up on the east side of something. That was the true meaning of December 25th. And that's what you're doing in St. John chapter 10, verse 22 to 23. He was keeping the feast of dedication. What dedication? You're getting your temple back. to whoop an east side of the land for eight days. We're going to celebrate it. And we're going to, you know, drag them up, talk about it, talk books. We're going to do it all eight days. Because Yahweh the Son came out of Galilee, 70 miles to the temple, and he did it eight days. He told them, those are him or him, follow him. So we're going to follow him. And we're going to take care of his business. And we know behind it comes the blessing. Y'all not worried about no pat on the back. Go remember one thing. When you get a pat on the back, you measure that hand. It's six inches from getting a kick in the ring. That's what a pat on the back would do, but soon they pat you on your back. See how far it is from your ring. Six inches from your ring that you kicked it. Same people that pat you on your back, you show them this Bible, they're going to look at you and, and, and vote you out. They're going to look at you like you. I've done something wrong. You won't violate the, the church. Yeah. That's the mindset they're going to have. But you know what mindset that really is? You know the Bible tell you what mindset that really is? Uh, Judas, give me one verse. Give me Maccabees 1 and 11. Can I have one verse to Judas with Mario? Maccabees. Who, but who, who would do such a thing? Who would who ignore my 20, 30 years in these organizations, they all say, you look at me on the side of your head. Who would do this strip? Who would really do that that we can read in Maccabees 1 and 11? Where's that 1 and 11 that we can read, Jesse? Judas, what did it say? Come on. In the first 
second Maccabee. First
Book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 14 to 18. 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 14. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelief. But what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with dark? Verse 15. And what concord has Yahweh the Son with Satan? And what part has he that believes with an infidel? Verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of Yahweh with ice? For you are the temple of the living Yahweh. As Yahweh said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their Yahweh, and they shall be my people. Verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be you separate, said Yahweh, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Verse 18. And will be a father unto you, and you should be my sons and daughters, said Yahweh Almighty. I ain't, hear, I ain't hear none of that. I didn't hear none of that. WCC says, see, you know, this right here, this is this is on this is a hard thing here. Well, I didn't hear none of that, uh, young line up. Back up back up the, the last two verses, I didn't hear it. I don't make my train of thought. WCC cut in on me and cook my ears up and let me know this is a hard thing. So we listen. This is a hard stand. In the last two verses, mm. 17, 18, what do you say to that young man? Come on. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them and be you separate, said Yahweh, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Verse 18. And will bear father unto you, and ye should be my sons and daughters, said Yahweh Almighty. Mm. But you be your sons and daughters, you got to do one in verse 17 again in a young line. Hey, young line, take a deep breath first. But to be your sons and daughters, that means you got to make a difference. That means you just ain't going to be it like, like he told like in St. John and Matthew. Uh, John said, because you are the bloodline Israelite, that's one thing. He turned these rocks into Israelite. You got to show some action, Jackson. Because you Israelite, well, don't mean nothing. You got to be right for Israelite. Because you got to listen to Israelite, too. But Yahweh said, the only way you're going to be my sons and daughters, you got to do something according to verse 17. What is that verse 17, that young line? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, said Yahweh. Okay. It does not be good. And good. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. But you got to do something. You got to leave that unclean name, Jehovah, Jehovah. It's unclean. It's a cover for why He said, "You, if you leave that alone, then I will receive you." Or do you want to pass on the back? Which one you want? Well, I, I love to pass on the back. Okay, then you continue with your Jehovah. Once you find out the evidence says it's unclean, 
he said for you to receive him, you got to leave that unclean stuff alone. It's a cover. The founder is Charles Cass Russell. In 1872, he cut, in Pittsburgh, he covered up the true name of the four letters. Y-W. So that organization is a cover. They're here right now. That's it. Now, he said, now, if you want me to receive you after the information is revealed to you, you got to let that go. And you got to say, listen, I'm going to pay you my tithes, we will offer and donate. But why can't we use the true name, YHW, to the Jehovah? Because Jehovah is false. True name is YHW. Jehovah is the color for YHW, Semitic language. They had no Bible. So why can't we put the true name there? I like to be a fly on the wall when you tell your big dignitary that. Why can't we call it by a true name? I like to hear what they got to say. I love to hear their conversation, what they got to say. When they say, uh, well, we know his name is that. You, you need to know his name is why he's coming? Well, what? Why, why we don't use it? I love to be a fly on the wall when they give you that, that chef, that chef of dance, that, uh, that, uh, Tanner Davis Jr. Are shepherding and dancing, standing and grinning when you, when you ask the question. If you know his name is the four letters, why are we using Jehovah? Huh? Why are we using that, Mr. Priest? Don't, don't I, I'll give my time. Don't I give my time? Free with all the donations. Don't I sit on the committee board with you? And I really think I'm doing right, but I'm found this is wrong. Why can't we put this? Uh, True name there, and be calling us a YHWH witness. Why can't we do that? I like to be real. I like to be real when when that when they answer that question. <laughs> I like to be right there. A fly on the wall when they answer that question. I think you'll see a whole lot of cap dance, flip, James Brown splitting everything going on around. See, and they'll sort of the collar start getting tight on. They'll start reaching for their handkerchief, wiping their foreheads. You know that? That was going to happen. Uh, that's enough of that. Now, so now, now I want to go back and find out, according to the Bible, who are the women. That's what I don't know. Now we're going back to the 43rd chapter 6, verse 1, Bible. We want to know if Jehovah's Witnesses is, 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 who is the witness according to the Bible? We're going to find out right now. We're going to Isaiah, y'all line, in the 43rd chapter. It started verse 1. We're going to read. Then we're going to skip a little bit after we get the, the content of the conversation. 43 verse 1. Let's read a little bit. Come on. Let's start and read a little bit. Come on. But God said it's in. Chapter 43. Verse 1. But now thus said Yahweh that created you. O Israel, and he that formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I redeemed you, have called you by your name, you are mine. Verse 2, when you pass through the water, I will be with you, and through the river, they shall not overflow you. When you walkest through the fire, you shall not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Verse 3, for I am Yahweh, your Yahweh, 
the righteous one in Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom. Ethiopia and Sheba for you. Verse 4. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, young man. Now, what is going out of here? This is, this is, um, Yahqua speaking to Isaiah concerning the children of Israel. That, that's what's going on so far. Now, look what he says in verse 10. Take your time, that young line. Look what he says in verse 10. Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 10 reads, You are my witnesses, said Yahweh, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me. There was no Yahweh for, neither should there be after me. So in verse 10, he's talking to the children to the fear to tell the children of Israel. Children of Israel, you are my witnesses. So who are the witnesses? The children of Israel to witness. So now you got to change everything for me to be part of your organization. No, the witnesses are the children of Israel. You are my witness. Children of Israel. So the witnesses of the Bible is the children of Israel. That was the angel is telling Isaiah the right. The witnesses of the Bible is the children of Israel. Now who said all that in verse 15? 15. Verse 15. Isaiah 43, verse 15. I am Yahweh, your righteous one, your creator of Israel, your king. Ain't that something? He said, I'm Yahweh. I'm your king. I'm the one, and you children of Israel, you are the witnesses. So who's the witness according to the Bible? The children of Israel. So if that's the case, then... If the children of Israel is the, is the witnesses, then what happens in verse number 21 and 22? So what do you say in verse 21 and 22? Young man, 21 and 22. What do you say? Well, guys, let chapter 43, verse 21 and 22. Isaiah let chapter 43, verse 21. This people have I formed for myself. They should show forth my praise. Verse 22. But you have not called upon me. O Israel, but you have been weary of me. O Israel. He said, he said, I formed you to be my witness, children of Israel. You don't want to have chosen, but you're not calling on me. Come on me. You calling on me. All these other names, you all ought to be what they on. If you're not calling on me, and since, and since you ain't calling on me, then what do you got written in verse 28? Isaiah 43, verse 28. Read. Therefore, I profane the prince of the temple, 
and have given Israel to the curse and Israel to reproach. We just get out of here. I didn't hear that again. The big organization let me know. Still, you, you, you really, you really throwing the brick side the head of the Jehovah Witness. I ain't throwing a brick side nobody head. I mean, ain't everything been said for be said about anything that's written in the Bible. You know, you knew these days was coming. Somebody gonna go wake up. Somebody soon they go. You know, they love use the old sayings that it's the last day, but now it's time for knowledge to increase now. It's time for those to understand one thing. Children of Israel of the book have been had. And it started back in the garden. But it's now time to wake up out there to sleep. Well, you to help others, you got to first help yourself. you got to make a decision. Either I'm going to do Bible or I'm going to do personality and my friends. You might have some close friends. But you got to make a decision. If you'll do the Bible or you'll do the close friends thing. The close friends, if they don't make a change, they're going to be thrown in the bottom of that divide. If you make a change, you might lose some close friends. You might lose a close one of a relative. But remember, the faith the Almighty in time will come. It ain't, it ain't going to be nothing nice. It ain't going to be nothing nice to face them in time to come. And we might read a little bit in the post. I didn't listen. I don't know. See, listen. If nothing was getting thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire with the worms on your neighbors, it's, it's not it's not not good for that. I don't care who you are. If it comes down to the Bible, I'm gonna make a Bible decision. I'm not gonna make a organization decision. I'm gonna make a Bible decision. Told not to run that red light, not to run that stop light, because the chicken man gonna be waiting on the end. I'll do it anyway. Then whatever I got coming, I just got to come. Because you know, stop at the red light, stop at the stop sign, the ticket book. People will be ready that way to get your ticket. But if you don't want the ticket, stop at the red light. Stop at the stop sign. Huh? Do right. Then you ain't got that problem. See? Same thing. What you find out in case number 106, that you've been duped, you might mean well, but it's not time for you to make a Bible decision. Don't be restless on making a Bible decision. Because he got to read something in the book of Esther, young man. He got to read in the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 12 through 14. Now, this was told to Mordecai. Mordecai was telling his uh, niece, passed with his daughter, they, they, they Today they'll be Jamaican. So his daughter, his niece, was in the great big house. She was in where all the big dignitaries at. She looked out the window and she was skinning and grinning. She was looking good. So Mordecai wrote a letter to one of the servants to get it to his niece. Get your letter to my niece. Uh, get your niece. Get your letter to her. You know, and let's find out what was going on. And let's bring the verse 10 just to make it sound good. We're going to 4 verse 10. Now, Mordecai was the man of the hour. He was the Yahweh's man of the hour. 
So a lot of stuff was going on back in the days in the Persian Empire. So Mordecai was the big dignitary for the children of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Judah. So in 4 verse 10, down in verse 14, take the time that young line and, and let's see what we can get out of this. From Esther, chapter 4, verse number 10, down to verse 14. What is that young line? Come on. The book of Esther. Chapter 4, verse 10 to 14. Esther chapter 4, verse 10 reads. Again, Esther spake unto Hatchet and gave him command unto Mordecai the Benjamite. Verse 11. And all the king's servants and the people of the king promised Do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, to come into the king, into the inner court, who is not called, there is one law appears to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold of the golden sepulcher, that he may live. But I have not been called to come unto the king these thirty days. Verse twelve, and they told to Mordecai the Benjamite. That's the word. Verse 13. Then Mordecai, the Benjamite, commanded to answer, Esther, think not with yourself that you should escape in the king's house more than all Yadda Judah. Verse 14. But if you all together hold your peace at this time, then should their enlargement and deliverance arise to Yadda Judah from another place. But you and your father's house to be destroyed. And who knows whether you are come to a kingdom for such a time as this? You see, you see that? You got a lot of people, they comfortable in their high position, and they pay no fear. No, never mind. They comfortable. They got to give it skin and grace. They are made a lot of money, and they skin and grace. But he says, um, who knows? When you when you hear this word, that it's time to make a difference. Huh? He say the reason you're in that position because um give me a precept. Give me a precept there, uh, young line. You see, the reason you've been in a position that you're in today to help forward this ministry, because it's really the hand of go do the wrong find out whose hand is in it. They run kind of people that get in their position and they look at well they bread and butter, they bread and butter gonna be uh, tampered with. So what they do, they go to flow because of uh, they all got grease real good. So you can go up the flow, like you told him, it's, it's dark. It's me. Look here. Who knows that when they get up, and you got opportunity to go to the king and tell the king that something's going on wrong. But the king got a law that says, unless he calls for you in 30 days, you can't come. If you come before your 30 days, I'm a king. So you don't follow that law. But now we down here is getting had, and you were put in that position to deliver the knockout blow to the king. So now, what you going to do, my niece? If you're going to tell the king who 
you in a position to help this ministry get to help these kids that got the bad education in the brain, you know what they do? They will finance you in a minute for getting kind of drug real good taking something. Drugs. We don't need no more drugs. We can get your the drug get your mind right now. See, before your engine go out, why don't you change the oil every now and then? Engine might last long. See what we do, we 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 band-aid what we do, we'll we'll go along with any type of other programs that but you're not fixing fixing the problem. The problem is the the bad teaching that we have received by not knowing who we are. We don't know we are the biblical Israelites of the Bible and we are the witness of his word. But we but we didn't told that we African American Negro in color. If these young teenagers and these young three year olds understood that they are the off the descendants of the biblical Israelites of the Bible bloodline and you got responsibility to if you ain't got to do as they do, do what the Bible tells you to do, you'd be surprised how much peace you get there. Y'all thought we intervene. But our young offspring is destroyed from two years old enough. The minute you put them in daycare center, they get destroyed. From two years old enough, they never done a dog, a dog contest and said, look here, two years old, which one of these dogs you like? I, I like that white dog. Why you gotta get that white dog is clean. What about this old black dog that look like you? I don't like that black dog. That's mad. But it looks like you. Yeah. Oh, see that? So the brain rocks the stars the minute from two years old up. Do you know what the Bible tells you about you? What you look like and what the Yahweh think about you? Matthew, let's read, let's do this, read that real quick. Let's go real fast, Jeremiah and Lamentation. Let's read what Yahshua said about you, children of Israel. I'm sure we I'm sure what word he used. You know, he used a word for you. He used a word for you. But you're not here, you know, your, your school system. But real fast, Jeremiah, this called, book called Lamentation. Real fast, Jeremiah. And, and Yahweh will call you out in lamentation. And let's see what words he used for you. And tell me, do you ever hear this in any old establishment? Hmm? And the book of lamentation. Red past, red past Jeremiah. What do he call you in lamentation chapter 2? What do he call you that we can read? We want to know what do we call you that we can read. And verse 2-1, hey, 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 Sister Judas, 2-1, what do Yahweh call you in 2 verse 1? What do you say? Lamentations chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 reads, How has the Yahweh covered the daughter of Judah with a cloud in his anger, and cast down from heaven onto the earth the beauty of Israel. And remember, stop it there, stop it there, stop it there. 
what 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 did he call you? What did he just call you? Uh, dude, the beauty of Israel. The beauty of Israel. Now, now, have you ever heard that in your in your organization? The beauty of Israel. The beauty of Israel. What what kind of what kind of beauty of Israel? And y'all line, give me fourteen verse two. What kind of beauty of Israel? Jeremiah 14, verse 2. What kind of beauty of Israel? Go on to the book of Jeremiah, the seer, chapter 14, verse 2. Jeremiah, the seer, chapter 14. Verse 2. Verse 2. Judah morning. Verse 2. In the gates of Jeremiah, chapter 14, verse 2. I ain't heard nothing. I ain't heard nothing, you know. I ain't heard nothing that young lion. And fourteen Jeremiah. Jeremiah. I ain't heard nothing. Jeremiah. Hold on, hold on, young lion. Jeremiah. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. 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 So WCC just plug my ears up and let me know you, your point has been very well established, but no, my point ain't established. I ain't got warmed up yet. And 14 verse 2. Now, young man, bring me 14 verse 2. Come on. Book of Jeremiah, this is chapter 14, verse 2. Judah morning, in the gates thereof language, they are blackened to the ground, and the cries y'all died, Judah. Gone up. Beautiful morning. They are black and beautiful to the ground. Black and beautiful. You know they had a long, a long, long time ago that I'm, I'm just, just and proud. But they left out the good stuff. Um, black and beautiful of Israel. So black and beautiful of Israel. You see that? So you see it? Look what we do. Yakwa. We do. We bleach our skin now. We now we go by Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe wigs. We got gold hair now, called blonde. We bleach our skin. I'm looking at a picture of Beyonce before she got that got a pocket really real good, and she was brown skinned. I turn around looking at her now. She high yellow. How did that happen? I look at Sammy Sosa when he played baseball for the Cubs. He was dark brown. Look at Sammy Sosa today. He high yellow. What did, what what is he doing? What is he doing? See? I mean, you ain't talking about yourself. You don't love yourself. You don't know nothing about the Bible. Black and beautiful of Israel. Hey, but, but do you know who made you black and beautiful? Do you know who, who did that for you? Let's go to uh, Ezekiel chapter uh, 16 now, young lion. Let's see who did this. Let's see who made you black and beautiful. You know, let me hear y'all got a serious to talk about. See, that's why we need the school to help these ones that's two years old and up. You know, see, all we're doing now on these broadcasts is getting the teachers in place all over the world. Because it's going to be a school. But you got to know how to teach right. 
can't teach from the traditions of men. You got to teach from his Bible. But you got to know what this Bible is, is talking about. That little two-year-old grandbaby you got, you got to let him know. You black and beautiful. Before she get out and get messed up and, and look at a doll and say, I don't want that doll right there. Why? That doll is nasty looking. Well, it look like you. Oh, see that? Two years old. That's how fast they get at them. Mess them up at two years old. You go ask your grandbaby right now. Take your picture right here. Who your picture is right here. You say, two years old ain't talking. That's geek. Who, what, where he at? He's way up in there. What about this one right here? Oh, that's, that's ugly. See? This is two years old. Well, listen. Me in school, like yesterday. We took a little young two years old in school. So they got no got no teaching. You can't teach them what they what you already got on your wall degree. Because you will be teaching about Jehovah Witnesses. And find out that's a falsehood for YHW. You see you see what you're gonna be doing? No, you can't do that. And in the sixteenth chapter, verse one says what well, up? What do you say, young man? The book of Ezekiel, the seer, chapter 16, verse 1 reads, Again, the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Oh, so Yahweh, so Yahweh's talk. What, what did he say that he did? What Yahweh say he did? Verse 6, what did he say he did? Ezekiel the Seer, chapter 16, verse 6. When I passed by you, I saw you polluted in your own blood and said to you, when you was in your blood, live yea, I said to you, when you was in your blood, live. Now hold that point. Hold that point. And, and what, 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 what did the world think about you in verse number 5? Which when I pass by you, is I see you was in you was in bad shape. But what did the world think about you when you was in bad shape in verse five? Ezekiel chapter sixteen, verse five. Not I pity you to do any of these unto you. They have compassion upon you, but you were cast out in the open field to the loathing of your person. In the day that you was born. Yeah. He said, ain't nobody did you. Hey, um, hey, um, Judas, give me a precept on that. Give me a 50 verse 7 of Jeremiah. He said, ain't nobody did you. He said, well, you was in bad shape. Ain't nobody did you. They, they, they let you remain just like you were. But look what Jeremiah wrote in 50 verse uh, 7. Hey, hey, who all guilty? Um, Judas is 50 verse 7 of Jeremiah. Can you, can you help the national audience and tell the national audience who all guilty at 50 verse 7? Come on. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 7. Verse 7 reads, All that found them have devoured them, and their adversaries said, We, we offend not because they have sinned against the Yahweh. That the habitation of justice even the Yaqua, the hope of their fathers. 
You see what I'm saying? You see, ain't none of the other nation. They ain't doing nothing for you in the end. They ain't going to do nothing for you now. As long as they manipulate you, you can pick your brothers and sisters out. You can, you can be all right with them. As long as you're taking your brothers and sisters out, everybody guilty. How many nations guilty? He's the every last one of them guilty. Then ain't guilty now. They get out to you, take you out right now. They all guilty. According to Jeremiah 50, verse 7. And Yahweh is reminding Ezekiel to put it in the book. When I pass by you and you in bad shape, did nobody look out to help you? No nation. All the way a nation will help you even today is you going to betray your people. Then they help you today. You remember that? You remember that? Um, what, what, what was that? Uh, all of what was that? Uh, big figures here in name. Back and got that Caesar. Caesar Rose, uh, he called him a scholar. He was, what was the name? What was that politician name back in the day? His name was uh, Mayor Reynolds. Mayor Reynolds. He was a Caesar Rose ghetto. He, he, they called him a Caesar Rose, a scholarship from Caesar Rose. He was uh, something that had, had it going on. Caesar Rose. And they Built him up, pat him on the back, take out gut salad. Oh, uh, he just skinning and grinning. He took out just gut salad. Then all of a sudden, they threw some piece of paper on him on, on his background. Then all of a sudden, they ran somebody that looked like them against him, and he thought he'd get the same package. They like they didn't even know. Now if you see Mayor Reynolds today, he mad at everybody. You know why he mad? Because you know he got had. In time, they deal with you, it's always to take your people out. Keep that in your mind. When they pat you on your back, leave your hands, because you get ready to take out somebody that looks like yourself. Now, Mel Reynolds, way here today, he just as evil as Motown, he evil in the mind, because he's so damn betrayed. But he was told from the get go they were going to do every year. They always play you against each other, and you still fall for that thing. So no other race do this thing. Matter of fact, tell me, when in the history have you ever seen the gorilla take his cub and be trained by the polar bear? What generation was that? The gorilla is not going to take his cub to be trained by the polar bear. But what killed you was ever something looks like somebody else, you be the first one in there. You don't. You, we are the only people that will betray our own people. Hmm? The gorilla would never take his kids, his cubs, to be trained out of four Yeah? But look what you do. Oh, I'll put my baby off in a night. Where you put them off and do? train, but somebody look like them and they're gonna train, and they're gonna come out looking, looking at they people look just like them and turn their nose up on them. You know, that's how it's We the only people who let everybody else do something of and somebody look like us. We want nothing to do. See, that's the mindset. They got to be changed, but the only thing that changes is Bible. You got to know who you are according to this Bible. 
And you got to know who is the enemy according to the Bible. According to the Bible. Now, I'm not anti-anybody. I'm just pro 12 tribes of Israel. I'm not anti-anybody. I ain't mad about nothing. I'm just telling you, according to this Bible, you got to make a Bible decision. We don't only people portray people to look like each other. We got no unity. You know why I got no unity? You don't know who you are. You think you're African American, Negro, and colored, and Christian. That's what you think you are, but not according to the Bible. Have you heard me mention anything about Christian yet? Islam, Judaism, nothing. You ain't heard nothing about you about the children of Israel, children of Israel. And you should get a clue. Ain't nothing. One of the members of the children of Israel. They know I pity you, but if you break the loose from the past and you can help them out, then they would you. Got it good. All right. So 16 verse 1, we find out that um, Yahweh is talking. And, and what did Yahweh say he did for you? Let's get down to verse number. Let's read a bit from verse 9, young lion. Now, this is Yahweh telling Ezekiel. Remind the truth of Israel what I did for you. Ain't nobody pitied you. But tell them what I did. You know, the one that created light, darkness, created evil, killed, make alive. Tell them about the power of me. Verse 9 is real big, y'all. Line, come on. The book of Ezekiel the Seer, chapter 16. Where Verse 9. Is? Ezekiel the Seer, chapter That's 16, verse 9. Don't no young line at all. Let's do this. You hear it? Let's do this. Pick it up in verse 9. I ain't hearing a young line at all right now. Matter of fact, I ain't hearing man one of them. What's going on, WCC? You What's going on with microphone? Because I ain't hearing nothing. Serious, nothing wrong with Dave microphone. He just plugged in your ear. Ain't that something? He just plugged in my ear. Where's your radio station? But sooner or later, he gonna plug your ear. So, Hallelujah, I ain't hearing nobody. It's I ain't hearing Judas. I ain't hearing nobody. My ears is plugged. So, I guess they're gonna unplug my ears. After y'all get to read, then we get to read. I don't know what to call it because I ain't heard nothing to get another verse. Yeah, can you hear me? I ain't heard nothing. Yeah, Israel, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. I'll yeah, I hear you now. When they, when they unplug, when they unplug you, my ears. So I ain't heard nothing. I can't take what to know the verse because I ain't got nothing to work with. I ain't heard nothing. So if you don't mind, pick up verse 9 again. And then oh, yeah, maybe boy. I can hear something so I know what to go to after that. So I'm going to hit on every side. Every side. Big, big and terrible. Get those C on every side. Verse 9 is real. Let's see. Come on, young line. The book of Ezekiel, the seer, chapter 16, verse 9. Then wash I with you with water. Yea, I duly wash away your blood from you. And I anointed you with olive oil. Verse 10. I clothed you also with broader work and showered you with bags of skin. And I girded you about with fine lace. And I covered you with silk. Verse 11. 
I deck you also with ornaments. I put bracelets upon your hand and a chain on your neck. Verse 12. And I put a jewel on your forehead, an earring in your ear, and a beautiful crown, Mitri, upon your head. Verse 13. Thus was you decked with gold and silver, and your raiment, garment, was a fine linen and silk, and brought a work. You did eat fine flour and honey and oil, and was exceedingly beautiful. And you did prosper until kingdom. Verse 14. And your renown went from among the heathen, the nation, from your beauty. For it was perfect through my comeliness, which I had put upon you, said Yahweh. Hold that part. Hold that part. Read verse 14 again. He said, your beauty. He said he put beauty on you. Verse 14 again. Hallelujah. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 40. And your renown went from among the heathen, the nation, from your beauty. But it was perfect through my comeliness, which I had put upon you, said Yahweh. So, this um, black and beautiful, Yahweh is going to give to you uh, children of 12 tribes of Israel. He gave you a look that he wants you to have, black and beautiful. How did you lose it? Mindset. You know why you lose you lost your mindset? By getting off into of then not knowing who you are. But he said, Ezekiel remind him that I made the children of Israel black and beautiful. And I put garments on them, frenzy, and a matrix. Remind him what I did for them. Huh? See? So what we trying to do, remind you 12 tribes of Israel scattered. Yahweh got great things for you, but he can't recognize you with your mindset you got. And he can't recognize you now by not having you all uh, uh, 1537. No, 1537. He can't recognize you. He can't recognize you right now, children of Israel, because he done some things for you, but ain't nobody will kill him. Ain't nobody going to show you the Bible he doesn't say he falls in 1537 to 40. Hey, uh, Sister Judas, what did he do for us that we can read in Numbers 1537 down to verse 40? And let's see what that's the order that he put on the table. In the book of Numbers, chapter 15, 37 to 40, what did he do for the children of, of the book called Children of Israel? What did he do? Numbers chapter 15. Verse 37 to 40. Verse 37 reads, And, and the Yahqua spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 38, Speak unto the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations, and that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon band of blue. Verse 39 reads, And it shall be unto you for a fringe, that ye may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Yahweh and do them, and that ye seek not after your own mind and your own eyes, after which ye use to go a horn. 
verse 40 reads, that ye may remember and do all my commandments and be righteous unto your Yahweh. He says it's a commandment for the children of Israel to wear fringes with a ribbon of blue. He's kind of saying something. You, you, you different from the other people. He chose a people and he made you different. I mean, I can use a word called, you know, I can read it, but I'm just saying, for example, understand something. The medicine that the world takes. It don't work with you like the food that you eat, that they eat, it don't work right in your belly. Don't you know we, okay, let's use for the Lord to see the boys down. The Kenyan tribes came over here in the book of Ezra, and, and about 500 or something he said. They was eating from the ground and everything else. But when he went up in the captivity by the citizens of Esau, when Cortez, and all them came over here and jumped there. Over 100 million. And how they got, got the 100 million is based on the fact of when they small parts in one area, and then again, by you traveling through the water to your other country, y'all was trading back and forth, you taking disease to other. They didn't reach everybody themselves. They let you get it. When they put that blankets and stuff like that, you call them small parts and you all the diseases they get, they don't understand where they come from. No, your own people were trained from one community to the next. And they taking disease to them by carrying the disease on, the smallpox and everything. That's how it reached 100 million Israelites that you call Indians. That was really the children of Israel, the Northern tribe, the Zarnovia, since 500 some BC. That's the book of ECRA. So the one you call Indians, they were children of Israel called Ten Tribes that let out by salary. Go wherever you want to go, go back to the south and build a temple. But a lot of them chose to get on the boat. They just come over to back on land, and they came over here to this place called Mount Okay? And how they got all the diseases by then, nothing after they, then when they came in, got you that child your buffaloes up where you couldn't make no clothes and you couldn't eat the buffalo and the corn and the stuff that you wanted. You got to go get in their soup line. And the minute you got in their soup line, God, dog, you start dying like flies all over the place. Because the diet they gave you was the king's meat. You start dying, yeah, I mean, you were dying like somebody was was cutting you on the neck by doing what? Eating the king's meat. See, the king's meat is chicken, cow, and all. That's the king's meat. And when you at the king's meat, that's why you got so many diseases in my body now. Our body, the children of Israel, the Bible, never at the king's meat. They never had chicken, cow, or pig. That's what they died. It might work good on the rest of them because that's what they died. It's just like, again, the gorilla and the polar bear. They got two, they got two different diets. The polar bear eats bloody fish and, and stuff like that, right? Seals and whatever. 
can't get at you, gorilla, you kill it. The gorilla eats fruit and vegetables. That's why he like he is. So they can't switch up their diet, and that's what we done did. We don't switch up what Yahweh gave us, and now look what we eat now. But see, there, it was an illustration down in the Bible. And uh, y'all lying? Daniel chapter 3, chapter 1, verse 3 down to verse 16. It was an illustration down in the Bible about you. Huh? He was in captivity. But it was an illustration done. Do you know it was an illustration done? We'll read about it. Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 down to verse 16. Take a deep breath, take your line, and let's talk about the illustration that was needed in the Bible. Book of Daniel, the seer, chapter 1, verse 3 to 16. Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 reads, And the king spake unto Hephanah, the master of his unit, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, and of the king's seed, and of the prince. Verse 4, Truth in whom was no blemish, but well-favored, and skillful in all wisdom, and cunning, and knowledge, and understanding, science, and such as had the ability and just to stand in the king's palace, and who they might teach the learning and the tongue of the child then. Verse 5. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourished them three years, that at the end thereof, they might stand before the king. Verse 6. Now among these was the children of Yadah Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Verse 7. Unto whom the prince of the Judah gave name, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Adoniah, the Shedrach, and to Mishael, or Meshach, and Azariah, of Abednego, verse 8. But Daniel purpose in his mind that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's feast, nor with the wine which he drank. Wherefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. Verse 9. Now Yahweh brought Daniel unto favor and tender love with the prince of the unit. Verse 10, And the prince of the unit said unto Daniel, I fear my Yahweh, the king, who have appointed your meat and your drink, for why should we see your faces worse likely than the children which are of your sort? Then should we make me in danger, my head to the king. Verse 11, then said Daniel, the Benchar, whom the prince of the unit had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Verse 12, prove your servant. I beg you, today, let him give us vegetables, green vegetables to eat, and water, and spring water to drink. Verse 13, then let all confidence. Be looking upon you. And the confidence of the children 
that eat the portions of the king's meat. And as you see it, deal with your servant. Verse 14. So he content to them in this matter and proved them 10 days. Verse 15. And at the end of 10 days, their confidence appeared fairer and fatter and flesh than all the children which did eat the portions of the king's meat. Verse 16. Thus, Melzar took away the portions of their meat and their wine that they should drink and give them green vegetables. Hey, that's so. Read verse 10 and 15 again in your mind. Read verse 10 and 15 again. Daniel chapter 1, verse 10 and verse 15. Daniel chapter 1, verse 10. And the prince of the eunuch said to Daniel, I fear my Yahweh the king, who have appointed your meat and your drink for your meat and your drink. But why should we see your faces worse likened than the children which are of your sort? Then should you make me endanger my head to the king. Verse 15. And at the end of 10 days, their confidence appeared fairer and fatter and flesh that all the children would then eat the portion of the king's meat. You see that? So you, you know, all you got to do is try for 10 days. All you got to do is try for 10 days. And you'll find out if, if you leave the king's meat alone for 10 days, you'll see a difference in 10 days. He said, no, you make me, make me lose my head because you know you're the king already uh, appointed them some refugee companions. They, they got their, you know, they got their chickens ready for them, the cows and all. He said, now, if you don't eat no chicken, cow, and all, you you even look, this is in, in his mind, you even look no, you you going to be looking worse than what you look now. He said, he said yeah. If I tell you what, I, I tell you what to do. He said, I don't faith in your sight. Let us eat some fruits and vegetables and eat, eat from the ground and and the color we want to eat from the ground of uh, the students we're going to eat of some uh, Genesis 1, 29 to 31. We want to, we want to do some Genesis 1, 29 to 31. That's what we want to do, Jacob Jerry. So let us do Genesis 1, 29 to 31 for 10 days. And the rest of my companions let them eat the king's meat, they chicken, and they cow, and they hog, and they shrimp, and lobster. Let them have that for 10 days, and we're going to do the 129 to 31. Hey, what does Genesis do? What, what, says, what says in 129 to 31 of the book of Genesis? Come on. Genesis chapter 1, verses 29 to 21. Verse 29 reads, And Yahweh said, Behold, I have given you every herd, Bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for me. Verse 30 reads, And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, <clears throat> wherein there is life, I have given every green herd for meat, and it was so. Verse 31 reads, And Yahweh saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. 
and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So he saw everything he made was good. And he gave you a call in verse 30 that get the better right. Hey, hey, uh, what color did he give you according to verse 30? Read verse 30 again for the national audience. He gave you a color to make sure that this color is in your soap. Real good in verse 30. What is that? Verse 30? Genesis chapter 1, verse 30 reads, And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. You see that? So Daniel told the big signature, look, let us eat the green stuff from the ground and so we know the green stuff is the number one thing for us. So they had the green food from the ground, and then Yahweh did say everything he made was good. You do the research of a chicken and the cow and see who made that. We ain't getting off and do it, but we ain't, we ain't taking it. You, you probably who made the chicken and the cow. Yahweh didn't make the chicken and the cow. Man, cross three, get up. He said everything he made was good. So remember, you remember, and in your neighborhood today, you got most chicken, most you can find a chicken place when you can't find none else. Or you can find one of them uh burgers, right? Guess what? <laughs> the chicken, the cow in the hall, that's something beautiful to eat. Now listen, now listen, now look at the latter day thing. Here, you gotta get a precept on that. Okay, latter day thing. How do you talk to me? They go over here, preacher. A young man. Give me Leviticus 11, verse 1 and 2. Then skip down to 6, down to verse 12. Then give me 40 to 46. Give me that young line for the holiday thing. They say they work with switchboard, too. So everybody work with switchboard, but the boys know what you is right. But three months sooner or later, we will work our own system. Because that's why it's so important. Get in what you fit in at. Children of Israel, we're going to talk about something, about another word they use after we get to read this. It's another big word they use to always intimidate you. And we're going to find what word they use to intimidate you come up to us. After the young lion knocked this out for, the, for Utah. What you got there, young lion? Come on. I'm reading that uh, the book of Leviticus, chapter 11, verse 1 and 2, 6 to 12, and uh, 40, what's the rest? Uh, I'll write uh, 41 to 47. Yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough. Leviticus, chapter yep. 11. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1. And Yahweh spake to Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, verse 2, speaking to the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which you should eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Verse 6. And the hair, because he chewed the cub, but he divided not the hub, he is unclean unto you. Verse 7, 
and a swine. Don't invite the hook and be cloven footed. Yet you chew not the cub. He is unclean unto you. Hold that point, y'all. Hey. Hey, y'all not hold that point. He's talking about that old rabbit. You know, we love these rabbits. He's talking about that mm-hmm. old rabbit already. Oh, what you got? Like, you know, you know your parents love to bring home rabbit and, 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 uh, and turtle. Rabbit and turtle. You don't need no rabbit and no turtle. We, 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 we'll find some yeah, our old relatives. They got turtle soup. They got a uh, rabbit soup, rabbit and rabbit, and they got turtle. You don't eat no turtle or no rabbit. Tell your mind. He said, speak unto the children of Israel. Tell them don't eat no turtle, and they don't eat no rabbit. Get down to yeah, verse number. Get down to verse number seven. Verse seven. Leviticus chapter eleven. Verse seven. And a swine. Don't he divide the hook. It be cloven for Yet he chew it not the cud. He is unclean to you. Hold that part. Hold that part. The swine is the pig. You know they yeah, had a, they had, I don't know the guy today. They had called mooing on. They had about three, four locations. They said, look here. We still count our money. We made so much money off of African American Negro. We used to on holidays, we used to have a truck outside and a khaki outside. Because they'd be so crowded and so stealing and everything else. They had trucks outside parked all out there on the side. So look here, just pull up and come out the car and get them this all. They said they still counting their money. And they was the biggest haul. I don't know if they got them going on today. I don't know. But the same joke is they had trucks outside. Full of hauls. They had a khaki sitting outside. They said, look here, too crowded to get inside. You can get yours just stay in the car like a driver. Get you a box of these <laughs> pork, pork ribs and, and, and pig ear sandwiches and pig kale. Sitting outside, that they got right now. You know what they got outside right now? I've seen the day when I was on the bus. They got the, the Christmas tree truck parked all out there on the Right now, they done out there waiting to throw you a tree. Grab right, right out of the, uh, they truck. Guess who lined up? African American Negro. Go on it. Look at it. Don't even know where you're going to carry a tree at. You didn't get it anyway. I'm going to get it home. I don't know how you get it. I'm giving my money. This is what do. Kind of on top of the car. The, the tree. The evergreen tree. They come all out, out of town on you. Park they trucks on anywhere you at and sell you that tree. You see what you do? That's why I said We need our own school. We got land among the temples, south, east, north, west. It's all vacant. There's no accident. We need to grow our own food. Standing corn and everything. We need a school. Banking hall, radio station. You need where you fit in at. Don't you want to help your grandbaby? Or you want to? You won't let them continue to go down the road they own now at two years old, twenty somebody that look like somebody else. That's how you gonna continue to do it, then you keep on doing it. But but this is what he says, uh took the Judas in twenty five, verse one and two. Uh uh, 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 u
5, 1 and 2. What did he say that we can read? Exodus chapter 25, 1 and 2. Verse You're one too low. Hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. You're too low. Get up, get, up, get up in that microphone and holler. Holler, holler like somebody's coming in your window or something. Exodus chapter 25, verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 reads, And the Yahweh, and the, and the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me of every man that giveth it willingly with his mind. Ye shall take my offering. Well, I ain't heard nothing. Oh, see, I ain't heard nothing. I ain't heard nothing. I ain't heard nothing in 25, 1 and 2. Excellent. My ears got plugged again. I ain't heard nothing in 25, verse 1 and 2. I ain't heard nothing. Hey, WCC, why you don't let me hear that so I can know what to go at the next verse? I got to hear something. I'll go hear everybody else again. I mean, I'm clear. Everybody else don't about me. I ain't hearing nothing if I can call another verse out. In 25, 1 and 2, I ain't heard nothing. It's still quiet. I don't. They said, but everybody else is hearing. Yeah, I know. But I'm not hearing nothing. You know, your your time going to be up one of these days. You know? But I ain't hearing nothing but nothing. Plug in my ears. So young line, you go ahead, you go ahead, you go ahead and throw some verses on table, young line, because now WCC unplugged my ears up. I can't hear nothing to call nothing. You take it from there, young line. All right. All right. So well, I, hear you, I guess since I hear you, I, I guess since I hear you, I guess you can, I, I guess I can continue to hear. If I hear you, I, I guess I hear you. Now, come on, come on again. Come on back again, daughter. Read that again, daughter. I, I, I hear that in 25, 1 and 2. I hear you now. Exodus chapter 25, verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 reads, And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man, that giveth it willingly with his mind, ye shall take my offering. Okay. So you see that? So the one that will be about this business, you got to be having a willing mind to give an offering to take care of y'all while business. You got to have a willing mind. Take the one that's willing to step up to the plate and see the bigger picture, and they don't have a Baruch spirit of 45, 1 through 5, worry about themselves. Give me a preacher, hey, give me a Give me a precept on that, uh, Titus. Give me a precept on Deuteronomy 8, verse 3 and 6 and 11. 8, verse 3, 6 and 11. Give me a precept there, young man. We're going to the fifth book of the law. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 3, 6 and verse 11. Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 3, read. And he humbled thee. And suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with matter, which you knew was not. Neither did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man do not live by bread only, 
But by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of Yahweh, do man live. Verse 6. Therefore, you should keep my commandments, laws, statutes, and judgments of Yahweh, your Yahweh, to walk in his way and to fear him. Verse 11. Beware that you forget not Yahweh, your Yahweh, and not keep his commandments, laws, statutes, and judgments, and the judgments, and the statutes, which I command you this day. He's he going to drop a bomb shell on them in 17, 18, you know, man. Now watch Yahweh drop a bomb shell, shell on them, because a lot of people think that one way, but the Bible will make you understand is another way. Verse 17, 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17. And you say in your mind, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this well. Verse 18. But you shall remember, Yahweh, your Yahweh. But it is he that gives you power to get well, that he may establish his covenant, which you swear to your father, as, as, as it as this day. Yes, Father, you can you, you get where, you know, where granny, granny is sending to the best colleges and the best this and all this. And this, no, no, no. I'm saying, granny didn't do no more than what the Almighty had her to do. Get you straight. So what's in the body? What everybody else do, they come along with, with, that, with, with that understanding. They don't all come assimilate among the other people to look like somebody else. They get rid of all of themselves and build up themselves. Verse 4. And it came to pass when the ministry spirit of Yahweh 
Break these words unto all the children of Israel, that the people lift up their voice and wept. You see that? And they saw a cry. He said, you mess around them other nations, it's going to be a snare with you. When you get your hand on a couple of dollars, do the right thing. And that's why you got to do the right thing when you get a couple of dollars in your pocket. If you don't want to get your couple of dollars in your pocket, that is your fit. We in school yeah, like yesterday for you and for your little ones. A school. A school. You need another place for where you can come and get some, um, uh, they call them birth control pills and get you a, a clean meal. No, you need some words. You need a place where you can get them some words at. That's what they need, some words. Now I'm going to get a case in point on some words. Now let's go back and take a look at something. Now, we find out in the 19th chapter, you know what in the 19th chapter of the book of St. John, verse 20, what does it say? 19, verse 20. Well, it's in the book of Beloved John, chapter 19, verse 20. Beloved John, chapter 19, verse 20 reads, This title did read many of Yadah Judah for the place when Yahweh's son was crucified, was near to the city. It was written in a Semitic, blue word Hebrew, and Greek, and Latin. Okay. So he was written in three languages. Hebrew, Latin, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Okay, good. So, okay, if that's the case, then what does this word come from? This word called... This Greek word called ecclesic. E K K L E S I A. This is a Greek word ecclesic. E K K L E S I A. In the English, this word became the church. In English. So, where the word the church come from, it comes from a word called ecclesic. E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. Because the Bible was written in Hebrew, then the Greek got their hand on it, then the Englishman. So when the Englishman got his hand on it, they think the word called, in the Latin, called ecclesic. E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. I-A. And what do that word mean? That, that, what's that word mean? It means the call out one of them. But why do we yeah, that? Who's the call out one? The word church in English comes from a Latin Greek word called E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. Ecclesia. That's where it comes from. But what do that word mean? It means the call out one. The call out one. Well, who is that? The call out one assembly. Well, who is that? Who is the call out one assembly? So this word church in English means ecclesia in Greek and Latin. But not a 
that word and came to the word called the church. So you know how pretty say you got church home? You know where the word church come from, Ecclesiastes. E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A in Greek and Latin. But it says this word means the called out one. But then who in the Bible has been called out? Hey, um, young man. Let's go to the book of the fear book. And Hosea 11, 1. Let's see who, who is the call out one. Since that was the word ecclesiastic means, and now the word means the church. But what do, it means to call out one. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Hosea 11, verse 1. Book of Hosea, let's see it. Chapter 11, verse 1. And it reads. When Israel was a child, and I loved him, and called my son out of Egypt. Ain't that something? You mean the word ecclesiastic was a word illustrated used for the call out one of family? And the call out one is who in number one? Uh, again, young man? But goes there to see it. Chapter 11, verse 1. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Ain't that something? So you mean that the word church came from the word ecclesiastic, means to call out one, and according to the seed of the call out one out of Egypt was the children of Israel. So you mean the word church come from the word called ecclesiastic, it means the call out one, and the call out one is who? Israel. Israel. Now look at that, they say. See, now you know you got to preach that day. Okay. Hey, uh, young man, give me Exodus and see where that verse is full from, 4, 21 and 22. And so the Judas have me Jeremiah 31, verse 9 and 10, wait no. So we mean, you know, they'll intimidate you today and say, you going against the church. You, what? You mean you going to go against the church? You can't serve two mountains? You going against the church? Wait a minute. The church, the word, English word church comes from a, a Greek word called ecclesia. E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. That's where the word came from. And and reading they put it there because it means the call out one. The call out one is in Hosea chapter one, the children of Israel. And that verse was full from Genesis chapter four, verse twenty-one and twenty-two. What is that, that young line? The second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter four. Verse 21 and 22. Exodus chapter 4, verse 21 reads, And Yahweh said unto Moses, When you go to return into Egypt, Mizraim, and see that you do all these wonders before Pharaoh, which I, which I have put in your hand, but I will harden his mind, and that he should not let the people go. Verse 22. And you should say unto Pharaoh, Thus said Yahweh, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. 
Israel is my son. I call my son out of Egypt. Who he called Egypt? Israel. Who is Israel? The polluted word called Ecclesiastes, and now the word changed to be the word called the church. So when your preacher says, do you have a church home, or you going against the church? Wait a minute. The church is a polluted word for Ecclesiastes. They got it from the Latin and the Greek. And what is they put it there, uh, pointing towards the call out one. The call out one was Israel. So when you see the word church in your Bible, it is a misnomer for ecclesiastic. The definition of it defined means a call out one, and the call out one is Israel. Twelve tribes. Now, if that's the case, Look again at the reading, Jeremiah 31, 9 through 10. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 9 and 10. Verse 9 reads, They shall come with weeping, and with supplications will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble, for I am a father to Israel and my firstborn. Verse 10 reads, Hear the word of the Yahweh, O ye nations, and declare it in the owls afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd doth his flock. Well, you you stumped through that pretty good, but but we'll live with it. So, look at WCC saying, See, you got to break that down. And we ain't cutting you off. You want to hear some more of that. You tell me the church is the children of Israel? Yes. You got to give us some precepts on that. All right. We'll give you some precepts on that. So we're going to um, continue there, young man. Because, see, the preachers are terminating you saying you're going against the church. Going against women. Yeah, going against the church. It's a blue word for ecclesiastic from the Greek and Latin. It means to call out one. And to call out one is the children of Israel. Well, what about this word over here in Acts chapter 38? Well, let's investigate that word. Hey, young line, let's investigate this word and see if it stand up when you shine a light on this word. Read what you see, young line. Let's just investigate this word.
going back in and find out in the wilderness then. If that if that's the case. Because in Numbers chapter one, young line, sixteen dollar verse eighteen, let's see how Yahweh, the four letter man, how he wrecked everybody according to his word. Numbers chapter one, sixteen to eighteen, what is it, young line? Book of Numbers, chapter one. Verse 16 to 18. Numbers chapter 1, verse 16. These were the renown of the congregation, princes of the tribe of their father, head of thousands in Israel. Verse 17. And Moses and Aaron took these men, which are expressed by their name. Verse 18. And they assembled all the congregation of Israel together on the first day of the second month. They declare their pedigree after their family by the nation of their fathers according to the number of the name from 20 years old and upward by their poles. Mm-hmm. So Israel, they, you got to declare your, your pedigree. So the children of Israel have to complete their pedigree and wherever they migrate to, wherever they migrate to, or to do, they got to do what in Psalm 49, verse 11? Hey, so Judas, what they got to do in 49, verse 11? I don't care where the children of Israel go, they got to always take with them what? And then our young line, I'll meet you in the book of 1 Samuel 18. Get a precept. So in Genesis and uh, Psalm 49, verse 11, tell me out, Judas, what's going on? Get the national orders out what's going on in 49, verse 11. Come on. Psalm chapter 49, verse 11, verse 11 reads, The inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever, that the dwelling places to all generations they call their lands after their own names. So when you migrate to a land, you gotta call it by your own name. Now, I don't know nobody named church or ecclesia, because it means to call out one. So that so that been breaking the order by them calling themselves a church or the ecclesia, because that's breaking the protocol. You gotta call yourself by your own name. But what name? We're going to the book of Judges to find out what name that young line. We're going to Judges 18. And we're going to find out, whenever you migrate, what name in the book of Judges you're supposed to put on the table. That's what we're going to find out. What name? We're going to, we're going to the book of Judges, but I'm struggling right now. Get the Judges. So if you know what verse, you go ahead and break out that young line, because I'm struggling right now in the 